it doesn't make me afraid. I did not injure myself, so there is no need to worry, or I don't need to worry that there's damage in any way. Um, this is just what I'm feeling, and and I know it'll pass at some point, and, and movement really seems to make all the difference, which I think is so cool. Hello, everybody. Today, we are joined by Jenna, and she's one of my clients, and uh, she's actually turned into a quite a dear friend of mine uh, during our time together. And so today, we are going to be having a conversation about her journey uh, that led up to her and I working together, where she's at now, what she likes about our time together, things that she can't stand also, perhaps. We'll see where it goes. Um, but the goal of today is to highlight her journey in the hopes of connecting with people who maybe feel like there is no hope um, or for people who um, don't know who to talk to. Um, and perhaps, maybe, just maybe, Jenna's story will relate with you or with someone that you know and care about. So Jenna, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> in my newly renovated office. Yes. Yeah, kind of. Kind in, in progress. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, cool. So uh, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's, yeah. let's dive in. So let's start from the beginning. So um, why don't you tell the folks uh, a little bit about your story. Um, they know your name, but that's about it, right? Uh, so a little bit about your story and then what kind of led to you and I crossing paths. Yeah. Um, okay. So I uh, was in grade 10. I was 15 when I first started feeling pain in my back and my neck. Uh, it was pretty constant, but, but it kind of, it, there was a variety in, uh, in where the pain I felt it. So uh, sometimes it was in my neck, sometimes it was in my lower back or my mid back or everywhere. Um, I was very confused. I went to see my family doctor, and over the next four or five years, uh, I was referred to a variety of different practitioners and doctors, and I went for different testing. This was uh, over 20 years ago. Um, okay, so, so not yesterday. Not yesterday, but also I, I just say that because I feel like what we know now about pain is different right, from yeah. at that time. Things have changed, yeah. Yeah. So I saw a chiropractor, a physiotherapist. Uh, I went to a rheumatologist. Uh, I had a bone scan. Um, it's it's kind of foggy. Like I just I remember just these year, years of just going for one thing after another and nothing helping. And then I, I remember I was in my first year of university when... I think it, my, my doctor must have heard about this physiotherapist who is an aqua physiotherapist. Mm. And this was kind of, this was what led to kind of closing that first chapter of this whole story. Um, so I'm 20 years old and I go to this heated therapeutic pool in downtown Ottawa. And you got your feet wet and with the therapy? Mm-hmm. Perfect. I did. Excellent. So it's me with my aqua physiotherapist with her little sheet and her plastic page, and then the pool full of seniors at their aqua uh, fitness class. Mm -hmm. So 20-year-old Jenna and all of these, like, I don't know, 70-plus men and women. Mm -hmm. um, so when that didn't really make any difference, I really was at a place where I felt like it was okay to just kind of be done with the whole thing. And... I just, I have kind of this image of like boxing up the whole deal and just putting it on a shelf mm. and saying, I think it's just time to accept that this is part of my life and part of who I am. And I'm just okay with that by now because I'm kind of done with trying things that don't work. Right. At that point, I did have a diagnosis of myofascial pain and I was given a prescription for medication to help me sleep because at the time the pain would keep me awake through the night. Um, yeah, and I know how, um, you know, psychologically powerful it is to have a name for the thing and pills for the thing. Yeah. So anyway, so I had those and, uh, and I was ready to just kind of move on. And then it was about, I think about 10 years later that, uh, 
yeah, I had had a few kids by then, and I decided to try some new things. Um, I had taken my son to see an osteopath, and I was like, hey, I never saw an osteopath. So I went to see him, and uh, he suggested diet changes. So, and I, that made sense to me because we had gone through some food stuff with our, I think I probably had two kids at least at that time. Um, and I had learned about, you know, the difference or the effect that, you know, um, eliminating certain foods can have and that kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. I gave that a go and it made no difference. Um, and it was at the point where he was suggesting things like dietary changes that just were really not something I could go to that extreme, you know? Was there one in particular that stood out? His suggestions? Yeah. Like, yeah, he said, he said that I needed to avoid like grain fed meat, like all, like right. only purely 100% grass fed. Right. Um, and, and I know how hard it is to find that because even, even grass fed meat uh, that I know of is often finished on yeah. grain. Yeah. And even like now it's so much more accessible because there are companies that do that. Right. Yeah. But even now it's still not that accessible right right and like it's if you don't know where to look too yeah totally, totally so i just i remember just feeling like yeah i'm not gonna do that mm-hmm. and and i i really wasn't feeling any better and i was so used to trying things and not feeling any better that yeah it was just kind of same old right mm-hmm. um and then it was probably i think a bit after that that um i decided to try seeing a chiropractor again. And I started, I, a, a neighbor had recommended this chiropractor near us, different from the one I had seen before. And so we started going to her. My husband went too, and we brought our kids. And um, yeah, so we, that also didn't really, like it didn't make any lasting change mm-hmm. at all. Um, I mean, it felt all right <clears throat> to do it, but to, you know, have the adjustments, but I didn't notice any sort of improvement in the pain. And by then, you know, I was so used to it that it was just like this constant thing that I didn't even really notice at all times. You know, if ever somebody, you know, if people that I knew would ask me, like close friends or my parents or whatever, um, would ask like, how's your back been? And I'd like think about it and be like, yeah, it hurts. It kind of always hurts. I just don't really think about it because it's just there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was a little while back, just like a few, you know, years ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last spring, um, a close friend of mine, Sarah, we've been friends forever, uh, she went to a workshop um, with Dr. Isaiah Redfern at Ottawa Performance Care and learned about his thing and what he does. And she told me that, um, he works with people who are experiencing pain and Mm -hmm. she was like, you should go see him. So I thought, sure, maybe someday that sounds great. And then it was in the summer, my husband hurt his back and I said, you should go see this guy that I heard about who helps people. And so he sent his, you know, appointment request thing and and I th- I thought I should do it too. So I did. I sent a form as well, and that's kind of how I plugged in with um, Dr. Redfern. Which, by the way, he will be on the show in the near future because the guy's a wizard. And um, uh, just mentioning him, uh, you know, in passing, uh, just does not do him as a human being, but also the work that he does justice. So uh, we'll be having him on in the future. I feel like most people in my life. That, oh, yeah. That's inaccurate. Like everybody who knows me <laughs> has heard me talk about both of you. There are some people who confuse the two of you and they just like. I mean, we're I both handsome. <laughs> they, I don't know if they see you as kind of one person or um, or they okay. mix up which, which who's who. Like, who am I seeing now and who did I see back in the summer? Anyway, right, right. So, yeah. So I went to see Dr. Redfern and um, that was a super fascinating experience. Um I remember after my first appointment, I was an I, I was a whole hour without pain, right. and it was very like I remember I went to Farm Boy and I was like 
feeling this novel sensation of not having any pain and looking around at me yeah. and looking around at all these people and being like, I just want, I, just so you know, I don't have any pain. I didn't actually tell anybody, but it was really tempting. I was like, you should all know that I don't yeah. have pain. You have no idea how big this is. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I went to see him. I went to see him for three appointments. And at the last one... Um, he, I, I, I remember exactly where I was standing and he, at the beginning of the appointment, he asked me, do you feel like this is working? And I said, I, I don't know. Cause I think normally, um, I know like my husband, Danny, his experience was a lot quicker than mine. Like he was, you know, without pain for much longer than an hour after that first appointment. So, right. um, I think he was kind of recognizing that maybe what I needed was more. Right. And, um, and so I just, I looked up at him and I was like, I don't know. Yeah, and literally. Cause he's lit- actually pretty tall yeah. too. <laughs> and I remember he, he looked at me and said, I think you need to get into a gym and make your body stronger. And in that moment, I'm honestly surprised that I didn't burst into tears. <laughs> <laughs> you saved those for me. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, I remember just kind of being frozen and staring up at him and saying, yes. Yeah, cool. And I, I felt like... I meant it with all of all that I am when I said that, yes. But my next question was, how do I do that? Right. Because I don't have a clue. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I, I'm pretty sure that it was like the week before I'd had this kind of fleeting thought of, you know, someday mm-hmm. I think it would be so great to work with a trainer because I'd love to feel strong. Right. Um, you know, I have four kids and I mean, I'm getting older and I just don't want to feel weak I want to feel strong mm-hmm. and um yeah but it was kind of this very like brief passing thought because I knew that to make that happen would involve extensive overthinking on my part <laughs> and and research and trying to find like who do I go see I don't know I don't even know what I need so I don't right. know who, what I'm looking for right. so yeah so when I asked him how do I do that he's like uh he said, I, I know a guy that I think would be a good fit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then so, he handed you a postcard. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. He gave me your business card and he gave me somebody else's card too. But you were the first person that he mentioned. Yes. So. Um, Thank you, Doc. Yeah. And he was, he said, is Rockcliffe far for you? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's actually quite far for me. But, um, but in my, and my, I remember my mind kind of racing and thinking, but if that's what I need to do, I can make that work. I will make that work if that's mm-hmm, what's needed. Mm-hmm. So I think I sent you an email that afternoon. And we spoke on the phone the next day. And then we met the following morning. And I I, I mm-hmm. realized tomorrow, like tomorrow will be six months since we first met. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I remember um, I drove in to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah see going to see dr redfern was one thing because i knew that his thing was like help people fast right. and get them out of there right um and i thought i can fit that in i can fit in fast right. um but when he said that he felt i needed to get stronger and move my body um i just immediately knew that that made sense and like taking a long-term approach, you mean? Yeah. Something like that. Well, yeah. I don't think th- that's not really what he was saying. I mean, that's what he was saying, but like, yeah. But it, but it, the more I thought about like this is not the same thing that I'm about to try. This is this is going to be. I knew it needed to be long-term, mm-hmm. and I knew that for it to work, or even have a chance to work, I had to be totally invested, mm. um, because I don't have the time for to go halfway yeah you know yeah of course um so i think like just kind of letting that all sink in like this is embarking on a whole other thing mm-hmm. and what that would mean I, and i really did not um overthink it you know like i i didn't have the time for that um and yeah so i i met with you i arrived in tears and um that and, was how we met yeah and that's and that's the thing that i I, um, it was interesting. I, I think, I don't know how I would have responded to that 
in in any situation but it was just like when when uh i walk up to the front and i see you and we like make eye contact and i think it just in that moment just i could see that like things were things were happening and tears were flowing i was like all right cool like this is happening but but there was there was something about your demeanor that i was like um that was warm and welcoming and where you were just ready for help okay um and uh yeah i remember i remember that day like very clearly yeah yeah i i i I remember walking in i don't even think i said hi and i just said i cried the whole way here (laughs) and then you said do you need a hug yeah that was the first thing you said yeah yeah (laughs) oh my goodness yeah um Yes, I had brought Kleenex with me Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I wanted to be prepared. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so that yeah, that's that's and I yeah. Do you want me to talk? Go from there. If there's more to say, yeah, keep going. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, so we started we started meeting the following week, and yeah, like I said, I knew that I really had to be all in with this, mm-hmm. um, to, to really give it a shot. And I think, um, you know what you had asked about expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really have the time to come up with any expectations. I really fully just dove into this. Yeah. Um, and I remember at that first, at the, that first assessment, um, appointment, you, you said at the end something about how, um, like, I don't know yeah. if, this is going to work if, you know, and I thought, okay, okay, like that, that's good. Like, I guess I don't want to get my hopes up and you don't want to get your hopes up. And, um, and then after when I, I I kind of sat with that and thought about how, well, even if I'm still with the pain, getting stronger is still a win. Mm -hmm. So I still felt ready to just be like, I'm doing this because, it's an opportunity to get stronger safely because right. you know how to make that happen. So even if I, you know, I'm still feeling the pain, it's, I'm still, it's still a win. Mm-hmm. So I felt um, ready to go into it. And and I still, like, I want to say I had no expectations, but I think over time I kind of realized that I, I did have some that I just wasn't really aware of. Oh, you lied. Well, I, I'll, I can think of an example, like, <laughs> After our first session, so the following week, mm-hmm. um, at the end of it, I I guess I assumed that you would have me do things at home, right? More movement related things, right? And the first thing you told me to do was start journaling, which right. was like, what? Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I was like, yes, I will do that because you are telling me to do it, and I will do it. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so that was really interesting. Journaling is something that I had done in the past, but not, um, in any sort of committed way or a consistent way, um, for a long time. So that was something that I started and that's been a very interesting part of this whole process. Um, yeah. And, uh, I think we were about three weeks in to sessions when I felt I could confidently say that my lower back pain, like my new normal was to be without pain in my lower back. Mm -hmm. So that was mind blowing. Um, because they didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. For what it's worth, I didn't either. You <laughs> well, know, yeah. and, and that's the thing that I find um, is uh, challenging and also exhilarating with this type of work is that you genuinely don't. It's it, we cannot predict how people are going to respond uh, to a given exercise or a set or a, a, a week of training. So it's all like, it's like calculated risk, right. you know? And I don't know if you remember, like during the, during the assessment, um, one of the things that we took a look at was actually scars. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. And, That's right. um, so there was something where, um, I think I'd asked you like, what's something that causes discomfort for you? Mm-hmm. And you had meant, you had mentioned, um, hanging. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, awesome. Hang. And we'll see how that feels. And then we did a little bit of scar work mm-hmm. on on some of your scars. I think like the one on the neck, and then mm-hmm. some of the ones on the upper back. And then you, I asked you to hang again. And you were like, "That feels very different. Like yeah. I feel hand fatigue. I don't feel it was my neck. Neck. Yeah, I didn't feel it in my neck. This yeah. Time. And and so you know when in in my experience when I see transient symptoms 
like that, it's likely not purely mechanical. Okay. And that there are other things going on. And those dynamic things, those other variables, we can influence them really rapidly. Okay. And so that's where I was like, okay, like, you know, like I got a, I got a good thing. I got like a good feeling, but ultimately there's no guarantee, which sucks because everybody wants guarantees. Um, but it's just, it's just the nature of things, you know, but I was curious. So you mentioned a few things earlier. One was that you had put like your pain, like in a box. Right. And I remember you talking about this box at one, at one point, I can't remember what the context was. Um, but when you mentioned that uh, just now, it, I had like a little flashback. So, and there was a time that, like, what what led to you being like, okay, like I'm ready to, like, open this box up again and like to reengage this problem or to, you know, do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I think it was uh, like going to see. Dr. Redfern um, was potentially a a fast thing, right? Mm-hmm. And and I thought, well, I can like I said before, like I can handle fast. So I just kind of felt ready to give it a shot. And then I don't think I did ever come to a place where I consciously was like, let's open this box. Okay. Before starting. Okay. It was only once I started that I started to think back to the box and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm opening the box. (laughs) This is happening. Yeah. 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 And that was, um, challenging in a way. Um, yeah, I'm just remembering how, um, I don't know how to describe it. Just this, I'm thinking back to the, the time I remember sometime mid fall when you said something about like sharing my story and me saying, that I have no words and too many words at the same time. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm referring to that first, um, you know, <clears throat> month or two months that we were meeting, and it's it's hard to to give words to describe that time because it was just it was so there was so much going on um, in my brain and in my body and emotionally, and um, I was learning so much and. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember though um, thinking about it on. I think it was a Monday. Not that that matters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I'd been thinking about it earlier in the day, and just um, yeah, feeling like can I can I go into my faith? Yeah, cool. of course. Okay. Yeah, of course. It's definitely a part of it. And that okay. was actually where I was gonna. Okay. I was gonna ask you a question okay. about that. So. Um, yeah, I just remember feeling like back when I had kind of put that box on the shelf, um, I I I came I felt like I had come to a place where I accepted that having this pain as part of me in my life was a part of God's plan for right. me, right. and and so this idea of like taking this box down and opening it was I was like battling with the idea that this was challenging God's plan or testing Him mm, in some mm-hmm, way. Mm. And, and I knew that that didn't make sense fully, like I, but I, it was still kind of hanging on to like, is, is like, how do I, how do I open this without, I don't know, questioning, I don't know. Without stepping on someone's toes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so, and I didn't know how I was going to tell you this because at that, up to that point, I hadn't really talked much about my faith. Right. Right. And, um. And so I just didn't know how you would take it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I and I remember we were sitting on one of the benches, and and then I described to you this box and and what I was feeling. That's where that okay, okay, yeah. cool, okay, it's coming back to me. Yes, okay, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So I described to you the box and and this idea of opening the box and just feeling like I was testing God's plan in some way. And I remember you looked at me and said, "Well." you don't know God's plan. Maybe I'm part of God's plan. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and it just was like, ding. Okay, then. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Which, I, can, I can move on. In hindsight, that sounds like I have a massive ego. <laughs> but I didn't take it that way. But but it was interesting. Like I, um, I've never had a conversation like that with anyone before. Okay. I've never said that or challenged. Uh, I'm always very cautious with what I challenge right and um but 
I think it's it's really important um, for us to start moving in new directions. We need to start questioning what we previously believed was true, mm-hmm. right? And so it was like, well, if we're if we're anchored to, um, and not saying that this is you, but if we're anchored to this idea that me being in pain is is a part of of this of this greater plan. Um, and we and we believe that as being true, um, it's 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 going to be very difficult to let that go un, unless there's proof of otherwise, or if there is something that brings that brings it to question. If mm-hmm. that if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I'm happy that that landed <laughs> because, because in hindsight, my God, that was a little risky, um, but. Uh, I think I was so yeah. ready to to let that go, and and you know you had talked to me a lot about about changing the narrative, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you know I had I, you know I came in with believing this narrative or living this narrative that um, that this pain was part of me and my life and all of this, and so I had to kind of shift my thinking to be open to the possibility of not having pain as part of mm-hmm. my life, right? Um, and and so that conversation played an important part of it. I mean, it didn't have any, it didn't change my faith at all. It just kind of gave me the permission that I, I guess I, guess I was looking for outside permission to mm-hmm. kind of let that go and just, cool. you know, pursue something new. Mm. Yeah. I love that. So in in line with that, how has your sense of self shifted in the last six months? How, how, yeah. have, how do you see yourself now and maybe in contrast to before? Um, well, I feel like a lot, a lot has changed. I mean, a lot is the same, but um, I think the biggest shift that's related to this is, is just seeing how um, resilient I am. And, and, you know, you know, when you learn about neuroplasticity and bioplasticity and it all makes sense and everything, On but, paper. but to mm-hmm. live it and experience it, mm-hmm. um, even within one session, like that, just seeing how, um, easy I, I can transform, yeah. you know, yeah. that has been huge. And it's been really interesting to be able to apply that in the way I relate with my kids, right? Because, you know, when they try things and, you know, they're not great at something to start with and everybody wants to be good at whatever right away without much effort. Right. Um, And, you know, I can tell them that all the things, all the things that, you know, I, so many things that I've you know, you've had me do where I was not very good <laughs> to start with and then, and then improve. Rep, rep number one. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, juggling is probably the, the easiest um, example. But even, you know, thinking back to those first hip hinges that you had me do where, right. you know, I did like two of them and my lower back flared up yeah. right away and it hurt a lot. And, and then, you know, we came back to that not many sessions later mm-hmm. and I felt nothing. Yeah. So just seeing, um, not, not seeing, that's like, I, I feel like I don't know how to, ex- to explain it. Cause I'm like living it. Feeling, feeling, yeah. yeah. I'm just feeling that transformation, you mm-hmm. know, that like I couldn't do this thing and now I can do it. And I'm like feeling the dots come together yeah. and I'm feeling that conversation between my brain and my body. Yeah. And I have literally like used my voice to talk to myself and Mm -hmm. say like we're okay we're safe and it works yeah (laughs) so yeah 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 that's so cool um so two questions uh the first one is what's what's one thing what's the thing that we've done that you're like this is super weird like what's the weirdest thing uh that we've done movement wise that was like a part of this journey that is very i don't know different or that you did not or is maybe not common foot forking foot forking yes (laughs) 
Absolutely. That was actually one of your homeworks for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely, you know, I would tell people, (laughs) I've started seeing a personal trainer and they're, they're asking, are you, oh, are you, can you, can you do 20 pushups? And I'm thinking, no, that's not the kind of training. Right, right, right. (laughs) Yeah. He makes me take a fork to the bottom of my foot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that comes in close second for you? Um, anything weird uh you know what's so interesting after the foot forking i feel like nothing was weird. yeah 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 true yeah it's so it's so interesting you know like you mentioned where tomorrow is like our six month anniversary and today we are whatever we're february we're recording this on february 21st right um i don't know when this will come out probably in a week or two but um it's so it's so cool how i feel like your journey has so many layers to it. And even our relationship, I feel like has a lot of layers to it. Like um, we've, I am speaking for myself here, but I feel like we've turned into really great friends. And I feel like I know you on not just like a superficial level, but like on a soul level because of um, the journey that we've gone through and the conversations that we've had. You know? Yeah, we've had some pretty. Yeah, yeah, we've had some deep ones. <laughs> we've we've managed it in between sets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Little and, micro conversations, and, <laughs> and sometimes staying an hour after to just like talk about philosophy or whatever. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, like I'm I'm here and I'm thinking I'm thinking back to your journey, and it feels so much longer than six months for me, in terms of, um. I don't know how I relate to you and how I relate to this, this whole process. Mm-hmm. Whereas on the same, in, in the same way, it also feels like it's been a blink of an eye. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it also yeah, feels like it's, it's been really short, but also that I guess the, uh, the depth of this journey and our relationship far exceeds six months. If that yeah, makes any it sense. feels like September was a really long time ago. When I think back to that beginning time where it was very, there was so much change and um, questioning and mm-hmm. like uncertainty and just, you know, I, uh, one thing I was thinking about earlier today um, was the fear that I had when we started too about you giving up on me. Yeah, do you remember the I times do. that I would like that, would, that were, there were probably more tears there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that was something else that like, you know, when I say I didn't really decide, let's take this box down and open it up again. It wasn't until we started that kind of lots of things were coming up. And that was one of them just feeling like and I didn't this wasn't something that was really I was conscious of. But um I mean, everything I had ever tried never worked, and it didn't last. And and I think I I was afraid that this that if this didn't work, that it would end. And I was just so I just came in feeling so vulnerable and ready to just dive in and mm. and give it everything I could, and just feeling like, but what if he says that it's not going to work? Right. <laughs> you know. Right. So that was, yeah, it just, it feels so long ago. Yeah. And then I think it was in, I, like, I kind of see it as the, the different kind of phases of the, these last six months. Cause I think it was in, um, it was by the end of September, my lower back pain was pretty much gone. And then it was beginning of November that the rest of it was pretty much gone. Mm-hmm. And then I've had a few times where something kind of came up again, but then getting back to the gym and within a session or two, it was like gone again. Yeah. So just feeling like I can trust my body and I can trust this process and I trust you. Um, And, uh, and then the Christmas break was another like getting to Christmas and then going back after Christmas. Well, and it's interesting that you say that because that's exactly what I was going to bring up is that even we're still uh, uncovering things within that box yeah. Right. Um, where, yeah, over the Christmas break. And then shortly after that, when I went to Vegas for the course, right. where it was like, what What do you mean? I'm not going to see you for two weeks and I'm going to see you for two sessions and then you're gone for another week, <laughs> you know? And I can't remember if it was something that you said or if it's, if I just kind of read between the lines, but there was an, there was an element of that that seemed like um, concerned as to whether or not everything would come back over that hiatus. Yeah, Christmas you know I mean? especially. And I remember 
because I, it was the week of New Year's and I remember I expected that we would get, I, we would get to, into the gym again the mm-hmm. following Monday. And then I got an email from you that you had scheduled me for the following night. And thankfully I wasn't able to make, like that just didn't work with my schedule. So I had pushed it back a couple of days and we ended up meeting on Saturday. But within that time, I was like flooded with fear that, you know, what if my body doesn't remember? What if, like, I was worried I would be disappointed in myself, that you would be disappointed in me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is months into the whole thing. This is only, <laughs> yeah, not that long ago. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is where the power of journaling comes in, because I remember making a point on the Friday evening to sit down and I just dumped all that out. And... um and honestly, on the Saturday, I didn't think of it at all. Like I cool. went to the gym and I had none of that on my mind at all. Um, and I didn't even think of it until later. I think I told you later on that before going, I had like b- the day before, um, I had been feeling all of this stuff and afraid and yeah, anxious totally. and everything. But I had kind of let it all go before I even went to the gym. Yeah. And then we finished the session. I was like, oh, this wasn't so bad. And I can still do all the things. And yeah. I'm still strong. I guess two weeks doesn't undo everything. Two weeks doesn't undo anything. (laughs) No, no, no. Um, So what was the, uh, because I know like if we, if we go back to the beginning, when you, when you and I first started working together or even just like leading, leading up to that initial meeting, um, what like, because there's a lot of people that get a recommendation Mm -hmm. that just don't follow through. So what, was there anything in particular that um, led to you essentially following through and like trusting that this was something to pursue? Was it that you had kind of thought about it before? Is that, is it kind of tied in with your faith? What do you think? Um, I think, I think the biggest thing was, was trusting Isaiah Mm -hmm. and, um, and I don't know if it was just in that moment that I was just kind of open to hearing it, but it just what he's, his recommendation made sense. Yeah. Okay. And another part of it, I'm thinking it was probably the time of year <laughs> because we hadn't scheduled any kids activities yet. Right. 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 So room, room it for just, Jenna. yeah, it was, it was just a time that it worked um, to kind of manipulate our schedule and, take things out and make this fit. Um, and then I ha- like I had a lot of support too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, my husband was totally on board and which was awesome. And um, my parents are really supportive too. And they've been a great help with um, helping with watching the kids sometimes. And thankfully, you know, our oldest is old enough to babysit. So that's really helpful too. Um, yeah. So, I think I think part of it was timing. Um, yeah. Not that, but it, I I I know that had I just had the idea myself, like I kind of did the week before. Yeah. It was such a brief like moment. Um, I would not have looked into it at that time for sure mm-hmm. because I would have I would have thought I don't have the time to I don't know what I'm looking for and I don't have the time to figure this out. So when he said it, I think I was kind of just ready. Um, and I trusted him and, and yeah, yeah, I, 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 I th- the thought of seeing a trainer had crossed my mind prior to that as well. But even then it was like, that's for the distant future when I have time to figure things out and fit, fit it in because mm-hmm. life is so busy. Yeah. I mean, I homeschool my kids. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, yeah. Well, I was going to ask like, what's, what did you have to change in your schedule what's like the biggest thing that needed to shift for Um, for you to like carve out the time like we've talked about this before where it's not like you had a you know three ish hours a week to invest in training and then two hours of commuting time roughly per session more than that so essentially you didn't have like nine to ten hours just like sitting there yeah gathering dust no i know right yeah I, so, I said like i didn't have time for this i made time for it yeah um well i mean we fitted in um 
it, honestly, it wasn't hard. I didn't find it hard. We looked at our week. We had to, like our kids weren't in activities yet. Right. And we, um, I talked without telling them why I, I talked to my two older kids about not doing a particular activity that they had done before, um, to try to gauge how on board they would be with making that sacrifice or right. just kind of giving that up for now. And without them knowing why, because I didn't want them to feel pressured and they were totally fine with it. And I was like, okay, that frees up some space. And dr- I mean, we don't live in the city, right? So right. that's another thing, like just trying to limit how many times um, we're, I, I would be having to drive into the city. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so that was part of it. Like kids' activities um, were cut. And, um, and other than that, it was just time at home, <laughs> that, you know, time that I otherwise would have been at home. Right. And I'm at home a lot. Um, and I'm with my kids a lot, so I didn't feel um, like I was really taking away much from them, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because we are together a lot. So, yeah, because I think, I mean, we alternate two or three times a week usually yeah. um, getting together. So, yeah, and it's, it is uh, like a three-hour thing to get there, be at the gym and get back. And you know, it's funny because at first I saw the drive as kind of a burden, but then I quickly realized how therapeutic that was Mm -hmm. and what a huge part of the the process it's been as well, because it's been so great. I'm an introvert and I thrive on time by myself. That's how I process all the things right? and um, just kind of gain perspective on my own life and as a mother and as an individual and it's so i love that it gives me time and space to just get to the gym and i've kind of shed all the stuff yeah. from home you're like ready and to go i can go. just show up and i'm just me ready to do the thing and I'm, i can tune out my everything else mm-hmm. and i my mind really just goes right to whatever we're doing yeah i love it so it's yeah the the drive has actually been Right, a big part of it. Yeah. What's your favorite exercise video? Hmm. Because there's one that you're like a total badass at doing. <laughs> That's funny. I hadn't thought of that one. Um, um, okay. So my favorite one that feels really good while I'm doing it uh-huh. are ragdolls. Yes. Does that count as yeah. an exercise? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I think. So for the, those that don't know, ragdoll is like a, a low back mobilization uh, type thing to like hit all the different corners of your of your spine, especially in flexion. Uh, and Jenna wikes it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think my favorite one, the first one that comes to mind without thinking too much, um, that makes it it doesn't feel good while I'm doing it, but it feels really good after are the tabletop plank crawl, yeah. crawling. Yeah. yeah. Like I just, it's so... Um, challenging, but yeah. afterwards it feels like I'm, my body's giving me a standing ovation. Totally. And it like thrives on it. It's really yeah. interesting. There's been times where you've been somewhat symptomatic. Yeah. Um, and that type of move, like depending on what you're experiencing, but, um, it's like a high percentage shot. Uh, that like doing that type of work upregulates the right stuff for you. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, my favorite one that I, that I let in case, cause you were about to ask me what my favorite. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. That's what um, ask. perfect. Uh, is <laughs> sissy squats, yeah. which is like people commonly only ever do them supported, like holding on to a bar or a wall. Okay. I don't, um, I don't think I knew that. I, I know, but this is why when I tell you you're good at it and you're like, I don't know, I don't think I'm that good at it. I'm like, no, like you're legit, like awesome at it. Seriously. I hope it don't sound like that. Uh, 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 no comment. Um, so, but, uh, yeah. So for those that don't know, you're balancing, you're balancing on your, on your toes or on your forefoot. And then you essentially, um, without folding at the hips, you start lowering yourself down at like at the knee and at the ankle. So the knees shoot forward past your toes by a lot. And, uh, you essentially keep your trunk nice and straight by like engaging your glutes, engaging your core and, and keeping like a nice rigid torso as you like, it almost looks like you're ascending. I think we've we've said that like ascending (laughs) or like the matrix. Yeah. 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 It looks like a matrix type move as you're like lower yourself down onto your feet. And most people can't get past like 90 degrees at their knee which is not that low. 
Whereas you get to the point where like your butt's touching your heel. Now we're working on getting back up. <laughs> well, I right? can get back up, just yes. not keeping. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But it's just like, and and um, when you think of how many things are going on in there, in terms of like the trunk demands, like the the core, the abdominal demands, the demands on your quads, your knees, the body awareness requirements to like keep all of that stuff still and you've got such a small base of support which is inherently threatening for a lot of people and you just rock it and and float down like neo (laughs) um which is pretty badass i like i like watching you do that one that one i have like tremendous amounts of pride no bullshit when you do it i watch you do that i'm like that is like so awesome because I can count on one hand the amount of clients that I've actually felt comfortable progressing them with that drill um, in the time that I've been doing this work. Um, th- there's also other reasons, like for some people, it just it's not logical for their for their goals. Uh, but for you, based off of your goals and like what you value and the type of stuff that like just yeah. is is really fun for you. Um, uh, I don't know what just happened. Right. Um, yeah, it's just like you you rock it. So it's just super fun. The, it's the, all those ones that involve er, like everything. It's like my whole body is a part of it and lots of focus. Yes. Those are, seem to be the ones that I I really, I seem to really like the most. The, the super mindful ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. So uh, we're going we're gonna to wrap this up. Uh, I do want to just touch on, because we talked a lot about your your past. I want to talk about how you are now. How does your body feel now? Uh, for the most part, I I don't I don't really feel any pain. For yeah. the most part, yeah. Every I mean, I I get sore. <laughs> yeah, post workout stuff. <laughs> yeah, right, right. yeah. Especially two days later. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But other than that, I I in general don't feel any pain. Every now and then, I'll feel a little something. Um, Probably mo- most likely in my neck or my lower back. Neck mm. usually happens when I wake up in the morning, like if I've kind of slept funny. Right. Um, and every now and then I feel it in my lower back, just some, just more, um, like more than zero, you know, like right. somewhere maybe. I think recently it went up to maybe like a three if I had to get qualified or quantify it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the difference between now and before is that I don't, I mean, even through the the difference between now and even through the fall, um, I don't really give it much thought because I don't, it doesn't make me feel afraid. I don't have that same fear that I'm regressing. Yeah, um, yeah. Or it's like a new permanent, this is my new normal, you know? Mm -hmm. But I find find it kind of funny how um, easily, easy it is to feel, um, like to forget though, like if I do feel some, some pain or some soreness, I'll like, it's, I can't remember what it's like to not feel, to be without pain. But then when the pain is gone and I, again, I'm like, oh yeah, right. this is what it's like. Right, Cause right, it's still, right. it's still novel, right, you know, it's right. still, it's still kind of new, even though it's been a few months now. Um, it's, I still notice when I don't feel any pain and I just like, I'm just in my body. Yeah. It's just, Yeah. I don't feel anything. Yeah. What is wrong? Right? Yeah. It's just, I mean, that was a long time that I had pain. And I mean, even though I didn't really notice it all the time, it was always there. Yeah. So, yeah. So last question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you relate to pain now? How do you understand it? Oh, yeah. And um, how is that different than before? Um, I'm trying to think before i think i don't know what i thought before i didn't really give it much thought although i i i can say that my the understanding i had of myofascial myofascial pain was that my i and this i don't know if this is correct but um what i understood was my my brain is interpreting that there's pain even though there nothing is causing it Mm -hmm. there's no cause for pain but i am feeling pain Mm -hmm. Which is interesting because I don't think I was too far off for what I was actually experiencing, yeah, it's right? It's pretty close, yeah. So it was when you sent me that video from um, Dr. Lorimer Mosley, uh, 
just growing in my understanding of uh, of how pain is protective, and you talk about that all the time as well. Sometimes. Um, all the time. <laughs> um, and how pain is there to keep you safe, and it's, it's yeah, a protective thing. And, and even, um, like, coming to a place where I, I could, like, thank my body for doing that and just right and then being like but we're good yeah and you can cool we it. good like yeah you, you just so you know <laughs> we don't need this yeah yeah <laughs> something like that yeah um but less so, gangster so now i feel like um i having a better understanding of what pain is um i it doesn't make me afraid and i know and i can i can tell myself i am not injured i did not injure myself so totally. there's no need to worry yeah or i don't need to worry that there's damage in any way yeah. um this is just what i'm feeling and and i know it'll pass mm-hmm. at some point and and movement really seems to make all the difference which i think is so cool that um moving your body in kind of strategic ways kind of unlocks that connection that's mm-hmm. missing, right? Oh, is it? Um, what does Dr. Perry Nicholson say? Um, you're you're stuck in the within the parameters of your blind spots. Yeah. yeah. So um, I've never heard that. I know a Ramdas quote where he says, "You can't escape the prison that you don't know you're in." Okay. Okay. I, yeah. I like that one a lot, just because it. I, I'm like a geek for philosophy and psychology and all things pertaining to, like, how our own, like our view of the world is just our view it's not the reality it's ours mm-hmm. um and uh so we have um ways that we perceive the world and it can be a prison sometimes depending on your model of right. the world you know right yeah so. cool <laughs> well we're gonna call it there <laughs> Thank you so much for for coming on the show, Jenna. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And so for if anyone wants to learn a little bit more about uh, the kind of work that I do, um, I'm going to be including uh, the links to the Facebook group um, as well as or my Facebook page, pardon me, as well as my Instagram in the in the show notes. And uh, Jenna mentioned uh, a talk given by uh, Professor Lorimer Mosley, which is an incredibly powerful reframing opportunity for all human beings to just learn more about how the human organism works, and in particular, how the pain response is created. Mm-hmm. So I'll definitely link that there. Um, and on that note, my friends, we're going to call it there for this evening. Thank you so much for your time and your attention. Live your best life, and I'll talk to you all next time. Bye for now. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And if this content is providing value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Google Podcasts, and leave us a review. That helps us grow this community in a really big way. And it also helps us bring on people that you want to hear from in the future. Once again, guys, thanks again so much for listening. And until next time, my friends, live your best life. Bye for now.